Hello Cleveland and welcome to FewerCast, our Film Effect weekly entertainment recap podcast dedicated to all the latest news in entertainment and film. Happy Friday or happy whatever day of the week it is when you're listening to us. I'm Ed and joining me as usual, the usual suspects, Andrew, Justin, and Corey. What's up fellas? Hello, hi, howdy. Hallily ho, neighborinos. Hey now. <laughs> Alright, before we break bread, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at The Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and updated updates. Follow us on Twitter at Film Effect Pod for all the best ways to interact with us or hear from us. If you're a TikToker, then we're TikTokers. Follow along on Film Effect Podcast. And finally, all electronic forms of email. Oh, shit, I already fucked that up. All electronic forms of mail can be sent <laughs> on over to the Film Effect Pod. Look, if you want to send us an email, thefilmeffectpodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Um, and as usual, uh, positive ratings, reviews, all that stuff. Uh, it could be Apple, Spotify, or directly at thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews. Uh, merch, check out our new merch. Low prices, snug material, variety of new designs. Plus, it helps out, you know, it helps support the show. All right, now that I got all that out of the way, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. All right, so where do we begin? Uh, let's start with uh, some news that broke today. Um... Uh, Let's talk about Scream 6 a little bit, because uh, I don't know if you guys heard. They announced uh, a bunch of the casts from Scream. First of all, besides myself and Corey, Justin, Andrew, have you guys checked out the new Scream yet? No. Okay. I have not, no. Gotcha. I haven't seen one past the third one, I think. I'm just not into that franchise. I mean, I saw the fourth one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the franchise. I just didn't see this so much. Okay, well, I think it was a few weeks ago I reported that the release date for the next film is March 31st of next year, and that in June they were going to start filming up in, I believe, Toronto, as opposed to, I think this last one was down in North Carolina or South Carolina. But anyway, um, Melissa Barrera, who played the lead, Tara, uh, Jenna Ortega, who played her sister, uh, and then the, the 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 two twins, the Mocker twins, Mason Gooding and uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown. All four of them are back. Uh, from what I read, Courtney Cox's Gail Weathers is in the script, but something tells me she'll sign on. I don't know. It seems like Courtney Cox will uh, do pretty much anything these days. But uh, Sydney Prescott, uh, aka Nev Campbell, she's still uh, she's been repro- she's been approached, but uh, you know, as she always tells her fans, it all depends on the script. So yeah. we'll see how this one goes. They'll be back. Come on, let's be real. If they came back for the fifth one, <laughs> they're probably going to come back for the sixth one. Well, the fifth one, I believe, was because the the, the radio silence. The guys who made it, they were sincere about it and they approached that fifth film as a tribute to Wes. That tribute is now over. How are they going to sell it to Nev now? So, and it's like I said on the episode when we, when we did it, Corey, 
How many times can this character go through the same situation? How many fucking times? And, and you know, let's be real here. I know it's a movie, but you know, in reality, a little, let's, let's let's bring a little bit of reality into the situation, if you will. The let's just say Sydney Prescott's a real person. You really think that in, in her lifetime she's going to go through this situation six fucking times? She'd be in a goddamn loony bin, you know. <laughs> let's let's be real now. But, you know, Radio Silence, they're no dummies. They were able to pull this fifth one out. Let's give them a chance. See how they got, you know, let's see what they got under their, you know, belts for this one. Um, I, you know, best of luck to them. It's, it's no, I don't know, I, I can only imagine the such a short release date and shit. This new one came out in June. Granted, the last film, they wrapped it like a whole year and out. Like, yeah, I it's they, sad. They, it's sad for a while, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So, so the, the all of them are back, and then uh, according to Deadline, uh, the only thing that we got as far as a plot for this next one goes is quote unquote the four survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Wardsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. So, I mean, come on, Scream Two, they left Woodsboro. It's not yeah. the first time this has happened. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I forget where do. You- Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you go, Justin. You're good. I was just gonna say, I forget where do you two guys sit on the last one? Did you both like yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's the best sequel. Wow. I went and saw it like six times in the theater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was fine, but I would say I liked the second one better. I, you know, I'm not the type that naysays movies before, you know. I know more about it, but I'm not particularly right. excited for the sixth one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I can't I, say I am either. As much as I love the, the last one, I, I cannot say, you know, or really liked it. I don't know. I have to go back and watch it a, a, a 20th time. <laughs> no, I, in reality, I, I honestly, I'm sitting here talking about it and thinking about it, and I'm not like giddy about it, you know? It's, it's, I could do like it's because, like, like I said, it all goes back to how many times can this fucking shit go down? You know? How many fucking ghost face costumes can this town sell? <laughs> Till it stops making money at the box office. That's how many, Ed. Yeah. How many identical voice boxes can these people find? They always <laughs> seem to get their hands on the boxes that sound like Roger Jackson. Stop. I don't know. So, that's that's what's going on uh, over at Paramount. Um, and also this week, uh, I think it was yesterday, I read that, uh, Dirty Dancing 2 is happening with Jennifer Grey. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. Didn't they already make I a know, sequel? Right? Or was that I a spinoff? I, yeah. I don't think Havana Nights was considered an official sequel. Oh, yeah, because okay. I think Swayze's character was like, not, it wasn't, uh, what's his face from the original film, it was just him as like a dance instructor or something or maybe he was i don't know it's not like i'm sitting here like you know decked out in all havana nights i'm a big fan of that <laughs> movie i had one every format no <laughs> but um no i I'm, I'm i'm sitting here trying to pull up the article real quick because of course joe blow uh, here it is um jonathan levine is going to be directing it with jennifer gray coming back as uh Baby, I don't know. I've, uh, does she have an actual? Oh, Francis. Okay, 
Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I've I think I've seen Dirty Dancing one time and I was like Yeah, me too. Long, I was, it was so long ago. I mean it just begs the question is she gonna have it put in her uh contract that she can't be put in the corner? I mean that's a real uh, question. Uh, did you how long have you had that one in your pocket? <laughs> I don't fucking um, know. How, did I know what we were talking about dirty dancing tonight? Touche. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't understand this movie's for. Obviously, Patrick Swayze can't be in it. Jennifer Grey doesn't look like Jennifer Grey anymore. It's like, who is this for exactly? God damn, she doesn't. And she's not unattractive, but she just doesn't look like Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. She looks like a completely different person. Yeah. She says, uh, no, uh, Jonathan Levine said that uh, Johnny is a part of Baby's journey in this story. The film exists in a dialogue with the original. We want to include this story to a whole new generation. Of course, they always fucking say that. That said, Johnny's absence looms large over the story. So it's a coming-of-age story, but it's also a coming-of-age for Baby's character in a way. My wife will see it. That's who the audience is. My wife loves (laughs) Dirty Dancing. Uh, Funny enough... uh, she has the soundtrack on vinyl where uh, she plays it every once in a while. She was That's dancing cool. with my son. That's cool. <laughs> so she'll see it. That's about it. Now, yeah, my wife will watch it on cable. I don't know if she dragged me to the movie, but definitely on cable. I'll be watching that bitch in about three years. <laughs> commercials, motherfucker, with commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with commercials. But no, I don't. I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they do like a remake or something on Lifetime for this fucking movie like not that long ago? Maybe I maybe yeah. maybe it was something else. I don't know. I thought they think didn't it have like, um wasn't it Julianne Hoffer? Am I just completely making that up? It probably that was, was Footloose. Footloose is what I think you're thinking oh, okay. about. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Footloose. right. Yeah, I I can't remember if there was a remake or not. Um I'm actually Googling Dirty Dancing remake. No. <laughs> I feel like there was lines no? I, I mean I'm, maybe i spoke too soon i don't see wait here we go oh there it is abc original 2017 <laughs> there it is with uh, why do you know this Ab- i googled it abigail breslin with deborah messing <laughs> bruce greenwood sarah highland that's about the cast i expected yeah, Hail of one yeah. To ten. what would you say it is what do you mean what would i say it is what are you asking me have you seen have you seen this? No. I just Googled oh, it. I, I literally just said oh, I Googled okay. it. Um, he's doing your you bit. Came up, you he's came re- up with it like pretty quick, man. So. He's doing your bit. He's recommending a movie he hasn't seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check it out, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all I have on that one. Uh, the, the the more I get, the more I'll reveal. I don't fucking know. Um, we're, not, we're not the target for that shit. No. So. no. Yeah, exactly. You know, no one is. I just, you know, I saw it. I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this whole part out. Maybe I won't. Maybe go fuck yourself. Um, all right. So moving on from that to a totally different side of the spectrum. Um, Mike Haggerty passed away this past week. And I wanted to acknowledge that. People are probably like, who the fuck is Mike Haggerty? Uh, Justin, when you, when you think of Mike Haggerty, what comes to mind? I gotta look him up because I recognize the name, but I'm blanking on. Didn't you like, like something that someone posted on Twitter about him? I might have, but I'm completely spaced <laughs> right now. <Might> Hang on. <laughs> He's um, <laughs> no, he was um, Kurt Russell's best friend in Overboard. That's how I remember him as. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And he yeah, was also spaced. um 
in the Wayne's World at the donut of, shop. Yeah, I think of him as the, the the buddy in Overboard, and also he was um he in one or two, I think it was a double episode of Seinfeld. He played yes. like the owner of a thrift store yes. or something, and he was buying Kramer's clothes off mm-hmm. of him. So. He was on Seinfeld, and he was also on Friends yeah. in a reincar a reincurring role. Um. Yeah, I remember. Like, I know the guy's face. I never knew his name. Yeah, you know I mean? he was well, in one of the Austin Powers movies. He was in Speed Two. He's I don't know how I, why I remember that, um, <laughs> but I do. I haven't quite seen him in a while. Uh, apparently, he was on a show like that that was pretty big on Netflix or something like that. I I just I can't remember. What I was re- oh yeah, it's uh, oh I'm sorry HBO. It's an HBO show called Somebody Somewhere that uh, just got picked up for a second season. That he was uh, one of the cast members on, like you know, like a regular member too. Hmm. I always so. remember him from Overboard. That that like you said, that's always my number one. Yeah, just a friend Same in Overboard. Me. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, sucks, but you know. 67, too. I believe that was the age I read. Um, it's, I don't, yeah, 67. 67 is like the new 27. It feels like Jesus. And Michael Keaton is going to be st- or directing and starring in a noir film called Knox Goes Away. This one caught my eye today when I was looking for uh, some shit to talk about. Um, yeah, it's, it, I was reading more up on it. It's It's... it's more or less your basic uh, like a revenge story which I feel like has been talked about a lot on this show recently is like the common theme of revenge um is he ever is not, I was just gonna ask has he ever stepped behind the camera before yes uh, okay. back in 2008 he, he, he did a, a something called the Merry Gentleman that he also starred in with uh, Kelly McDonald so this is uh yeah Knox goes away revolves uh around a contract killer who after being diagnosed with a fast moving form of dementia is presented with the opportunity to redeem himself by saving the life of his estranged adult son but to do so he must race against the police closing in on him and the ticking talk the ticking talk the ticking clock (laughs) the ticking talk talk (laughs) of his own rapidly deteriorating mind uh, I mean the plot, you know, I've 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 seen this film before, but still, um, Michael Keaton's behind it. I'm not sure how this anything I just everything I just read, nothing about it reads noir to me. Um, so that's interesting. Unless this plays off like Road to uh, Road to um, you got to think about the ticking talk. Perdition. The ticking talk. The ticking killer. That's what makes it noir. So, uh, I don't know, uh, does this tickle one of you guys' funny bones? How, you know, Michael Keaton doing a noir. Apparently it's a noir. So, how do you feel I about mean, that? I mean, that was a pretty, that was a pretty cookie cutter description that you gave. So the fact that Keaton's involved is the only thing that would have me interested at this point. I have to see a trailer, obviously, to, is he to have any more opinion than that. Is he acting in it as well? Yes. Did you say that at the top? Okay. I, I yeah, he's that. acting, so I, I can only imagine he'll be the uh, the aged hitman with the uh, dementia. If he's if he's in the lead, I'm interested. If he's just behind the camera, eh, I'm not as sold on it because 
obviously right. whatever he did before I've never fucking heard of, so it can't be that good, I guess. <laughs> well, touche. Um, I don't know. I guess we can chalk this up to uh been a slow news week as far as uh, gossip and shit is concerned. <laughs> uh, I got one more if I can throw out there. Let's see if it sticks. Uh, so any of you guys check out the Chucky TV series when it aired last year? Anyone? Crickets? No? Just me? Nah. I mean, I liked it a lot. I was a big fan of it. So I actually just picked it up. I heard about it. On Blu-ray <laughs> last week. So anyway. Hell yeah, Andrew. I know what it is. Give me some fucking credit. I knew this guy. Devin saw what was on the show and he played two roles because his character was twins um now spoiler alert both of his characters died um and variety and all the outlets announced today that he's back down man he posted it on twitter confirmed the news that Devin Sala is coming back for the second season of chucky in a third role totally different so, <laughs> curious to see how this one pans out. <laughs> now, uh, but in all seriousness, though, hang on, Corey. In all seriousness, though, I, I thought Devin Sawa was pretty good on the show, all things considered. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Devin Sawa's been kind of making a slow but steady comeback. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the film Hunter Hunter that came out a year or two ago. It was fucking phenomenal with him and Nick Stahl. Um you know, he's, him and Travolta. Let's take let's take that one out of the equation, okay? <laughs> Please, him and his fucking limp biscuit loving shit. No, <laughs> take that, put shit. it aside, put that aside. And I think Devin Sawa has been kind of like making a little resurgence, so to speak. Um, that's just me. He has been for the past like four or five years for sure. Yeah. And I think he's pretty good in it, all things considered. I thought he was good on the show. Granted, his first his, his first of the two characters he played dies in the first episode, but you still <laughs> get him through the, throughout the show with the second character. At least he sticks around. I mean, just because he's on a resurgence doesn't mean we should throw him five times in the same show. No, There's but I think that's characters. kind of a running gag because I actually looked into it, and this is not the first, second, nor third time Mancini's done this. He's kind of had a habit of I don't know if at this point it's a mockery or a, it's just a gag but uh, he's uh, it's been a thing throughout the whole series people being, being casted in numerous roles throughout the films and the show apparently too now is uh, Mancini the main force behind it like is he yes. like the showrunner and all that yes yep okay I'll have to check it out I, what's it what's it I'll, I'll, I'll lay it on you I have the whole it's on Peacock actually Oh, okay. I got, if you have I got Peacock, it's on there. Otherwise, if you didn't, I was going to say I have the Blu-ray. It came out last week. I picked it up at Best Buy. So, you can borrow it if you want. At this point, I just want to see how many times he dies. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. It really is. I'm not, you know. This fella looks like this fella. It's who not the like wire. Who looks like this fella. It, it's not. And they all die. It's, it's no wire or Breaking Bad. But it's it's a good huh. it's a good show for something called Chucky. You know that played out for eight hour long episodes. Last uh, so. last question: Is this tying into like curse and cult uh, yes. of Chucky? Because I know Mancini oh, yeah. was doing those. This is a direct sequel to Cult. Okay, because I liked Cult. You know, as far as so like just a ridiculous fun, yeah. you know, Chucky movie. I I thought it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's a direct sequel to Cult in many ways. Although you don't see that 
resemblance to the first couple episodes because it's kind of like a whole new story in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, but the more you get into the show, the the more you see that, yeah, this is definitely like a direct sequel, especially when you see Fiona again because, you know, we're, her character left off at the end of Cult between her and Tiffany going off together and Chucky being inside of her body. That is still going on in the show when we go cut back to them two characters. Like, we see where they go and everything. It's like a direct sequel to Cult. So, hmm. but you'll like it. And they, they bring in, they bring yeah. back like Kyle, like her and Andy have like this whole subplot, hey. which is fucking awesome. She was always like, like one they're of my going around. Characters. Yeah, they're going around together a la fucking Pulp Fiction and like just often all the Chucky dolls that are out there scattered. So it's cool. It's a good show. Anyway, before, you know, I keep talking about it and rambling. Uh, that's, that's really all I got. I'm kind of tapped out as far as news goes this week. So, uh, uh, moving along, uh, let's talk about some coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. Let's just get out of the way. Let's talk about Avatar first, and then Koi will get to your bit. So Avatar, Way of the Water, had its premiere, the, the trailer premiered this weekend attached to Doctor Strange. And then the yesterday morning, Monday morning, the uh, trailer was released uh, online. Because originally Cameron just wanted it to be exclusive to theaters. Didn't really last long. He had exclusive for three days. And then Monday <laughs> morning, he blew his lot and broke the, released it on Twitter. So here we are. Um, I... Hope you guys got a chance to watch it. It was only like a minute and a half long. It's not a huge, you know, full-length trailer or nothing like that. So, um, I, I gotta ask, what y'all think? Corey, go first. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm not super excited for it. You know, if I get a chance to see it in theaters... It'll be an experience. Uh, just from first looks, just on my phone screen, I think the effects looked really good. I'm sure it's going to be stunning to watch. I'm sure it's going to yeah. probably be the best thing, like, as far as visuals I've ever seen. 
Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not excited for the whole plot. It, it looks exactly kind of what I thought it was going to be. Like, it, you know, the family is most important. Our land or sea or whatever, wherever the fuck they are in the movie is the most important. And then you got these bad guys with guns coming. So I don't know. It, it pretty much as far as story wise and characters, it looked exactly like I thought it was going to look. I do like the fact that they're at least going in a different part of the planet. Like it looks like it's going to be obviously water-based with the title and with what you saw in the trailer. So, I mean, that's a good idea to change up kind of locations. I'm sure they can do all kinds of cool looking shit underwater. So, you know, it's not a bad idea, but I I just think it's going to be just like the original, you know, a one and done. You see it in theaters, you're dazzled by it, then you forget about it and never want to see it again. It's going to be good visuals, weak story. So, and I keep calling it Shape of Water in my head. I'm just like Shape of Water. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I'll probably see it in theaters, but I wouldn't say I'm particularly excited. I don't think it's going to blow me away in any other department other than visuals. Before, uh... Andrew goes, uh, I just want to say, I saw it over the weekend uh, in the Dolby Theater when I saw Doctor Strange. And I'm not kidding. I thought it was showing me clips from the first film. I thought I was watching clips from the first movie up until I saw what was obviously Stephen Lang's avatar, character, his avatar, I was like, okay, Stephen Lang's back, but he's he's one of them, and he's not, you know, human no more because his character dies in the first one and at the end, and but he had a distinctive tattoo on his arm, and there's an avatar that you see twice in the trailer that has the same tattoo, and I'm like, okay, they're bringing back Lang as you know one of them, but yeah, up until I saw that, which was like midway through the trailer, I thought it was just showing me a highlight reel of the first film. To kind of like get me back in like into the groove, but no, that was all new footage. So uh, that's where I'm at on it. It wasn't until someone on Twitter earlier today posted a side by side image of what they look like in the first one compared to what they look like based on this trailer, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a big difference. You can tell he definitely it looks much better, but you can only really see that when it's next to you know side by side comparison. That's the only way I can really tell. Other than that cool <laughs> i mean it was a one and done you know I've, I've told this story numerous times me and my brother andrew me and you went and saw it in imax 3d like right before it left theaters like you know like two months after it came out initially and that was it i had not seen that movie or even looked back and thought about it since that night sorry i don't want, i'm not trying to sound like that guy i'm not I said this about Avatar so many times. Okay, I respect Cameron's vision, um, although that should have stopped after that movie. It does not need. He does not need to dedicate the rest of his career on this fucking IP. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I does. It just wasn't enough there to blow my mind with it. Okay, it's Pocahontas. <laughs> sorry, it's what it is. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, that being said, Andrew, what'd you think? Um, I won't be apologetic about it. This movie is fucking boring as shit. I'm like, oh my god, I'll just never forget how fucking bored I was seeing this movie in theaters. But it looked really cool in IMAX 3D. So I mean, for twenty bucks, if you want a good experience, I'm sure it'll look beautiful. Yeah. But I could not care less about this movie. I did not watch it 
watch the trailer on purpose until you told me to purposely watch it. So I'm no I'm no more excited than what I was. It's a boring movie franchise. I don't understand why Cameron wastes his time with this shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't either, Justin. Yeah, I mean, I'm not terribly excited. I, I like you. I, well, I didn't think that it was footage from the first one, but I did have the thought: this looks exactly like the first one. Like, it doesn't look like it's progressed any. It's like after whenever Avatar came came out, we've had at least ten years of Marvel movies that are using oh, the yeah. same, if not yep. technology. You know what I mean? So it's like. It, Avatar isn't as dazzling as it was when it first came out. There's all kinds of dazzling shit now. So, not to mention um, 3D came and went. That's a dead right. you know, thing. It's just no yeah. one's hopped on that any, anymore. It's 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 gone. It's dead. I'm surprised that theaters still have the option to, to watch it in 3D. When I had when I, you know, if, of course, yeah, Saturday when I was checking out showtimes for Doctor Strange, it was like. The entire theater was dedicated to Doctor Strange showtimes the entire day, and I, to my surprise, they had some of them were in 3D. I was like, "Oh shit, that's still a thing." Okay. Yeah, I didn't know 3D movies were still getting released. Yeah. But th- th- despite having said all that about Avatar, I still, in the end, trust James Cameron. And it's like there's got to be a reason why he's devoting so much time and effort to this story. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope that at some point after this movie, he takes it off this planet because I just don't find this planet as interesting as he wants us all to find it. So um, I'm hoping these characters have some kind of intergalactic adventure that makes this a more worthwhile franchise than it's shaping up to be so far. But from what I've heard, I heard that after this second film, the next two or three films or whatever it is, is are supposed to branch out from like it's supposed to be you know like side stories or something to to that effect that's what yeah. i heard and then like they all guess i guess come back together for the final film and i don't know because that, if, if that's the case then you only have two films that you can branch out because this next one's supposed to be a, a sequel to that. a 12 year old movie i i trust his vision so that's the the thing that i'm holding on to at this point all right. I mean, I, I, I can respect that. I just wanted so. to say uh, one last thing before we moved on. I did notice yeah. that the like visuals look better, even on my phone. So I'm sure I would have noticed on my TV. But I would say like they're not that much. Like I was hoping it was gonna somehow blow my mind more because it like the way I would equate it is like going from like the PS4 to PS5. Like it, it looks better, but it's not like a huge jump. I guess I was hoping with the amount of time they took. But then again, you know, I'll wait till I see it on the screen, I guess. But maybe it'll be a lot better. But I could tell it was better. As, but I, it didn't look that much different, to be honest, like you guys said. As much time and effort and money as he's dumping into this film, I was really expecting these guys to just jump out of the movie screen. Yeah, I, I thought I was <laughs> going to be, be there. I thought I was going to be picking my jaw up off the floor, and I didn't feel that way at all. No. Nope. So, uh, we'll see. Time will do. Um, anyway, we've done this before in the past. Um, you know, talked about things that weren't quite movie related, but uh, sometimes we make exceptions, just like we're doing with this one. Uh, House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones prequel series that is premiering in August, 
uh, had its first full-length trailer. Uh, what was that, last week, Corey, that dropped? Yeah, like five days ago, uh, yeah, it dropped. Last and week. I was just excited, so I wanted to bring it up. All right, well, yeah, let's talk about it. What is this brief mortal life? If not the pursuit of legacy. I, Rickon Stark. I, Corlys Valarian. I, Orman Baratheon. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys and to his named heir, Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch. And see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. We play an ugly game. You have the determination to win it. I'm not gonna lie. My first two things, uh, my only two things to say about it are, uh, Matt Smith, good on him for getting big roles like this, uh, and also, I really wish I. It's not that I don't care. It's just that um, I think that I'm too far gone from watching the finale of Game of Thrones. It's been three long years. And because that final season did leave such a bad taste in my mouth that I've just kind of like shut off. That, that last season really did a number to me. Because up until that season, I fucking adored the hell out of that show. And then on that final season just made me just say fuck all of it. And I it, it, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, I still, That I, final season... Um, that, that final season did everybody in because think about how like popular that show was going into I it know. and how immediately everybody just stopped talking about it as soon as the finale aired like it, it had no like resonance beyond that finale whatsoever because that entire final season was so fucking bad yeah yeah and it just like because of that i don't go back and think about the show i don't i sure certainly haven't went back and rewatched it um and I, I just feel like it's been so long that I just my mind is just I I can't process anything Game of Thrones related at this moment. Maybe I have to go back and give this the original series another rewatch or something. I don't know what it is, but as far as this new series goes, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna check it out, but I'm probably gonna go into it just not knowing what the hell's going on. Like kind of like how I felt watching this, I uh, the trailer. I just didn't really understand what I was watching because, again, it's been three years and it left that bad of a taste in my mouth that I just shut off completely when it comes to Game of Thrones. Yeah, my wife's been re-watching. Like, the past two weeks, she's started from the beginning and has been watching, and I've been dipping in here and there. I haven't been watching in a long weather. And... It's interesting to go back and revisit it, but in the back of my mind, it's always like, ah, she's eventually going to get to that last fucking season and have to sit through that again. 
and it, like you said, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth that, I, I mean, of course I'm going to watch this show, but I'm not going into it as excited as I, I would have, um, you know, with the new season of Game of Thrones prior to that final season. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to hear this, like the story, the untold story is what happened because oh, HBO would have done that show for another fucking 10 years. Like it was, it was, um, Benioff and Weiss who like pulled the plug on it or rushed it. It's like they could have easily made that final season two seasons long and really took the time to tell that story and, and end it in a, at least semi-satisfactory way. Like that thing was so fucking rushed. It just doesn't make sense. Cause they wanted to leave and go to Disney. They had a deal to I go know, to Disney. They were, yeah. They had one foot out the door. It's crazy. I, I'm surprised HBO let it happen. I, that was a big, I'm just surprised it went down like that. But anyway, I'm still optimistic uh, because obviously they're not involved anymore. At least I don't think they're involved in the in the House of Dragon. Um, so you know, I'm optimistic because I look at like the first four seasons of Game of Thrones as like pr- pretty much the best TV you can get, like on the level of like Breaking Bad or um, you know any other great show. It's just it's on that level, like top tier. And then you know it kind of took a dip after a while. Uh, but it was still good, obviously, up until the last season. Even the last season, like, the first episode or two, I was still kind of with it. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, it, it just all fell apart. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from an open mind. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I got HBO, so, you know, why not uh, give it a watch? I mean, I know the production value is going to be high. I know uh, the acting is going to be good. Uh, the real question is, is it going to, you know, is it going to have good writing and a good story to it? Uh, but I'm interested to see... Uh, you know, more of the whole Targaryen house. I think to me, that's like one of the more interesting ways to go about it. If you're going to do, uh, you know, like a game of Thrones prequel. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't, I think they're going to really try hard after that last season because they're going to have to work to get a lot of fans back. I don't, a lot of people aren't as forgiving as I was. Cause yeah, it was a bad season, but to me that didn't tar like the last season, a game of Thrones didn't tarnish the rest of it. Like I still, have good memories of, you know, every Sunday night tuning in. And, uh, my wife was a big fan. So us watching it, um, when we first started dating. So I have good memories. It didn't wash all that away. It was just one bad season. Cause two jerk offs wanted to go to Disney. You know, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything else before we move on to the final, um, uh, trailer? No. Okay. I've literally never watched Game of Thrones, so yeah, I have I didn't, absolutely no idea. Yeah, I knew that. That's why I didn't even mention your name. So uh, this one, <laughs> yeah. this one though, honestly, Andrew, I, this one has your name written all over it. This is, of course, the new trailer for Adam Sandler's Hustle. Taking me to see basketball or bare knuckle boxing? We do everything. <laughs> I'm Stanley Sugarman. I'm a scout for the 76ers. So you're 22 years old. Because you can't be in the draft if you're over 22. Yes, I'm 22 years old. Who's this? It's my son. How old is he? He's 10 years old. Okay. Okay. This Philly thing. There's room to grow there. I want to coach someday. Do you love being away from home all the time? Best chance to win in here is with you out there. What the hell am I still chasing this for? So you're just gonna give up on your journey? Been in this league for 30 years and it's like I'm nothing.
get us started. We come to Philly, your whole world's gonna change overnight. I gotta work. My mom and my daughter, they mean everything to me. Salary's $900,000. He will call in sick. In all the years I've been doing this, have I ever reacted this way? He's raw. We train him, get him in NBA shape. What do you say? It's not gonna happen, Stan. You just gotta get back out there. You know, I haven't been home on my daughter's birthday for nine years running. I'm not asking. The Sixers don't know you stashed her. Being the guy who finds the guy matters in this business. Moltens fire you for this. I just want to make sure I do what's right for the kid. He's got a daughter to support. You got a daughter to support. Where are you from? Spain. Sounds weird. You think you can stop me? Welcome to America! That wasn't him. That wasn't even close to him. I fly home tomorrow. Is that what you want to do? Hey, you love this game? I love this game. I live this game. Let's get to work. The draft is in six weeks. If we're gonna do this, we gotta do it ourselves. No doubt about it, that kid's got it. Do you need a hand up? You don't need nobody's help. We need a spark. This is all for you, pal. It's for us. Okay, it's for us. Yeah, I know you watched this trailer. What'd you think? Andrew? Are you talking to me? I'm talking uh, to you. <laughs> no, the other uh, Andrew. Actually, I did not get a chance to watch you this trailer. You son of a bitch. So you guys talk about it, and I'm going to watch it right now, actually. <laughs> sure, I'll, you do that. Corey, I'll, kick it I'll, off. I'll say something. Uh, it looks like it's going to be enjoyable. It looks like it's going to be your standard sports type underdog movie which i'm a fan of i i get a good kick out of even formulaic versions of that you know the big question is is it gonna have good writing and good acting like that's what really makes those type of movies stand apart it's gonna have a formulaic plot um and you know it'll be pretty standard i'm assuming but you know is the acting and dialogue gonna take it up a notch and you know sandler's proven uh given the right role and the right motivation he can act so I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun movie. I watch all those type, uh, you know, sports, inspirational, underdog type movies. I'm a big fan, so I'm looking forward to it. Justin? Mm, I can't imagine a scenario where I ever see this movie. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Um, it didn't look Fair like enough. the worst thing in the world. It's just like, I, I just don't care. Like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll watch Blue Chips again for like the 25th time. So, yeah, I just, that's about all I have to say. I'm not going to see it. I like the fact that Sandler is sticking around and doing more drama work. I think he has uh, uh, proved himself to be a pretty serious drama actor um, when it comes to stuff like this. Of course, I'm referring to his uh, role before this, his prior role in Uncut Gems. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I just... Halloween. No, not Herbie. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> or Hubie, Hubie Halloween. See? Whatever the fuck. <laughs> No, um, and yeah, if he keeps on doing stuff like this, then I guess I will keep watching it because I I think he plays a solid dramatic uh, character, whatever you want to call it. Whenever he does performances like this, I I'm, I'm always a fan. So, unfortunately, I'm no basketball fan and really don't know the sport or anything like that. 
Um, that's why I said this had my brother Andrew's name written all over it. Or yeah, because he's you know big baseball fan, basketball fan. Did you watch the trailer yet? Yes. Um, Go on. <laughs> I like it. I think it looks really cool. Um, I like Adam Sandler's dramatic roles, to be honest with you. I think he's a fantastic dramatic actor. But more importantly, I think he understands the game of basketball a lot better than what most seem to think. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that he's doing a, a dramatic role that involves basketball. I mean, the Uncut Gems kind of had like the low-key basketball vibe to it, obviously, with Kevin Garnett and the whole Boston Celtics going to the NBA Finals that year. But, you know, it's, it's good to see him doing more of like an in-depth role. I, I really thoroughly enjoy this trailer. I'll definitely be watching it again a couple of times. And what is this, a Netflix film? Yeah, it comes out next month. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Am I blown away by it? No, but it's cool to see Adam Sandler in something that he really, truly loves, which is the game of basketball. So, I like how it had uh, Ben Foster in it, rocking that yeah. bald head. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think this is going to be the best of the a- Adam Sandler Netflix movies, which is a really fucking low bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a shout. Man. But I mean, I, nothing like blew me away about the trailer, but it's something I'll definitely check out. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I also said the same thing about Uncut Gems. I thought it looked subpar, but, you know, I saw it and it blew me away. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. All right, Lee, we are going to move on to a new category. We are going to cancel out cancellations. I'm so, canceling you for canceling it. You know what? Cancelception. Canceling Justin. No. No. Yeah. Blame me. I. I, I no. No. I was getting bored no, with it myself. I, I was getting tiresome with it. Uh, not really tiresome as fast as much as just every week had to come up with something that was irritating me. Because some weeks, hey, I'm in a fine mood. No one. No one's pissing me off. So, uh, this way, you know, we could do something different with uh, with with film and stuff. So. And something that I've talked about on the show as well as Corey and when Sean's been one, he is as well. And that is physical media. We're still advocates for physical media. At least most of us are. So I figured uh, when this category pops up, we'll just do break it down three things and discuss first is I can talk about the things that were announced this week. Cause there's always announcements always, uh, the, the, the films that came out this week and the films that are coming out next week, like next Tuesday. So I figured the best way to do this or to attack it is just to go down the list of films that came out this week. And Hey, if you're listening and you're, uh, in the U S and uh, if you're a fan of, uh, physical media, uh, Keep your uh, ears open. Maybe you missed a couple of these titles. So, films that came out this past week, aka today, is uh, the following. Scream Factory put out The Ghost in the Darkness. Where are you guys at on that movie? Michael Keaton. I've never seen it. I mean, uh, 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 Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. And Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. It was good. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd like to go back and watch it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. It, it's good. I actually think you guys would like it. it yeah, as far as I mean, 
it's not like anything amazing, but as far as that story goes, it's well acted. Right. It, it's entertaining. Okay. Um, and Shout is putting out previous episode two for the money is finally coming out on Blu-ray for the first time uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, we have the first five Jurassic Park films on 4K that are finally getting standalone issues with uh, their own dedicated slipcovers. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock 4K Volume 2 collection came out this week, as well as studio films Dog with Shannon Tatum and a Dog, and Uncharted. This one's for you, Andrew, Uncharted. Did you see Uncharted, Andrew? Yeah, no. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Were you gonna try We're to sell it sure. to us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could sell you on the PlayStation games, but I ain't selling you on this. No, nah, that's that's fair. The problem with this is, is everything that I've heard about it, it's basically like the greatest hits of what had already happened in the video game. See, I heard it was yeah. a prequel. It's so much, it's so much more interesting to just play. I'm saying like the set pieces, because gotcha. that's basically all Uncharted is, is set piece the video game. Yeah, gotcha. and so the other thing I heard was like basically like Nathan Drake and Sully aren't really Nathan Drake and Sully. It's basically just Tom Holland and. Uh, Mark Wahlberg playing characters they already played and they just have the names which kind of mm-hmm. disappointed me the fact that they weren't really like the characters uh, apparently gotcha. like none of the characters were like that like they just all mm-hmm. had the names but they're all different gotcha. that Nathan Drake is supposed to be like this extremely outgoing charismatic person and Sully is supposed to be like a concealed smartass so I don't know I feel like they kind of got the role swap from what I was seeing in the trailers all right, uh, and then finally, uh, what else came out this week? Uh, Criterion put out the 1976 film Mr. Klein. Paramount issued their Friday the 13th Part 3 Steelbook uh, for the 40th anniversary. And um, a sequel that no one asked for, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow 2, was uh, released this week on Blu-ray. Um yeah, the less said about that, the better. And arriving this coming Tuesday on 4K and Blu-ray. Well, this is Blu-ray only. Licorice Pizza is finally coming out, which is... Yeah. I'm baffled it's taken this long to come out on physical media. Because that film came out, like, what, last Thanksgiving? So it's yeah. been... Yeah. You, know, you never hear about films waiting this long to come out on Blu-ray. It's, it's crazy. So it finally comes out this week. Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, Screen Factory is releasing Femme Fatale, the De Palma film, underrated De Palma film. Uh, let's see. 4K uh, releases include Beverly Hills Cop 2. It's getting a 4K release this week or next week from Paramount. And Screen Factory is also releasing Escape from New York and The Craft in 4K format next week. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's Infinite, which was a Paramount Plus exclusive film, is finally <laughs> coming out. Uh, that movie got uh, dumped. Yeah. <laughs> he was it's coming pissed. out. And uh, let's see, two more. Uh, the Paramount's also putting out Top Secret with Val Kilmer on Blu-ray for the first time. Hmm. And uh, we have a new Vestron video series label uh, edition coming out next week. And that is Extreme Prejudice with uh, Nick Nolte. And I believe Powers Booth is in that one. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Yeah, Maria Conchita Alonzo. I just yes. bought that about a month and a half ago or so. Because I, I just, I don't know, I watched 48 Hours recently. And I was like, 
on a Walter Hill kick. So I right. bought it. It's it's not. It's like a two and a half star kind of movie. It's <laughs> it's not bad, but it's nothing. I'm like, gonna don't, I'm gonna pick it up. I mean, I've got it's it, because thing. of Vestron. I'm collecting them. You know, I got that fucking Swayze film, uh, the Steel Dawn, whatever it's called. I have never seen that one. Yeah, I got to see that. Me neither. It's but I own it. <laughs> so so what's so there, there's like a series I've, I've never heard of this there's a series of vestron movies like uh-huh. which ones are yeah they released? it's yeah. been yeah like, are, they started are, it like almost 10 years ago now the earlier uh, the earlier titles are pricey uh because i don't know when they first came out they were like 35 bucks each because uh, the first titles were uh the number one because they all they they're they're numbered numerically on the on the uh the slip covers uh they're up to like 25 right now but the first edit, the first film released was chopping mall okay uh and then they put out stuff like waxwork one and two was was one of the additions um the all three warlock films remember those yeah, they're putting out some shit. They, Vestron has that library. That's what they're putting out. They put out um, the Wishmaster collection, which that's I, the one I got. Yeah, I got Wishmaster, and I think I got uh, Shivers. I think is Vestron. Yes, Shivers. Cronenberg yeah. Shivers. I because I have that. They also put out Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage. Um, and then recently, like I said, Steel Dawn. Uh, they did. Um, Dream a little dream was the the newest one. I have that. Uh, before uh, that, they put out that Rucker Howard movie, didn't they? The one uh, I watched not too long ago. What am I thinking? Rucker Howard movie. The one where he's blind. Blind, blind Fury. Justice. No. Blind Fury. No, it's the one where he's like going after an alien in like post-apocalyptic London, and it's like batshit insane. Now I gotta look it up. I thought that was best drawn. Sorry, Charlie, no clue. <laughs> now, I'm looking it up now. I don't remember the name, but I, I know I... Uh, here we go. I have, I have the whole list right here. Here we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Number Split one. Second. Is that it? Yeah, that came out, but that wasn't Vestron. Oh, I think, what am I thinking? I think um, MVD put that one out. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. So, th- they started releasing these back in September of 2016. So, the first two titles were released on the same day, and they were Chopping Mall and Blood Diner. And then the Waxwork films came out afterwards, and then Return of the Living Dead Part 3, and then <laughs> Chud 2, Bud the Chud, <laughs> The Lair of the White Worm, Parents with Randy Quaid, uh, The Gate, The Wishmaster Collection, The Unholy, The Warlock Trilogy, Slaughter High, Gothic, Class of 1999, Beyond Reanimator, Dagon, Maximum Overdrive, Shivers, Little Monsters, The Wraith, Sundown, The Vampire Retreat, Dementia 13, Steel Dawn, Candyman, Day of the Dead, Dream a Little Dream, and then Steel Prejudice, which comes out next week. Hmm. And there, I believe, according to the Blu-ray.com forums, uh, there were a couple of other titles that they believe are going to be future releases. I I can't even remember what they were at the top of my head. One of them, I think someone debunked like right away almost because apparently another label has the rights to it. But anyway, they keep coming out. And ever since they got like in between the um, Maximum Overdrive and Little Monsters, 
after Maximum Overdrive, they all of a sudden became like discount, like price wise. They like yeah. Ever since Little Monsters was released, they've been like twelve ninety six on all the wall. I've been buying them from Walmart since Little Monsters came out because I like you know they they come in there. And they're that price, twelve ninety six. Like that's the exact price they are. Like, yeah, all, all the ones I've gotten have been cheap because, like, I think Wishmaster yeah. was cheap too. Like, I I didn't buy that because I I, I got, got Wishmaster. Wishmaster I got I got Wishmaster from Best Buy, and it was thirty five dollars. But I got Sean to this is back when Sean was working there. I got him to bring it down to twenty, and I had him price match Amazon. But just, that's where it was, twenty bucks. I just got Wishmaster because it was cheap, and I just remember the one. I forget which one it was when he's like, "I wish my boss would go fuck himself." And then the second boss one that literally starts. It wasn't his himself. boss; it was his lawyer. He told his, his lawyer, lawyer to go fuck himself because the second one takes place <laughs> in prison. Oh of, lord! But the only two worth watching are the first two because they both have Andrew Dibov. After that, it's fucking uh, Jason. Um, uh, Connery, Jason Connery, Sean Connery's son plays the Wishmaster in the third and fourth films. Yeah. Bet you guys didn't know that one, did you? Huh? I just... I mean, no, I didn't. I just want to say, uh, you know, I'm not canceling this week, but it, this fits into this. It just annoys me, like, the eBay prices on some of this shit. So, like, specifically Scream Factory. So, I have oh, the... Oh, God, uh, don't even get me started with Scream Factory and eBay. But go on. I have uh, the From Beyond uh, Scream Factory um, release. You have that? And, yeah, You're I do. You're a fucking gold mine, my friend. You got a slipcover to that? Yes, I do. I you bought it when it came f- out. You better lock that shit. Well, here's the bitch about it, though. I went to watch it, and the disc doesn't work. It, what? I've never watched it. I've had it for a long time. Just never watched it. Doesn't doesn't the disc work. It's warp? Like, the disc the, the disc warp or something? No, it looks perfectly fine. It just won't read. I tried it in three different Blu-ray why players. You, it was uh, the same thing. Why don't you bring it over to my place and I'll see if it works on my player? <laughs> <laughs> but I've tried on three different ones. Um, two at my house and then one. Um, at um, my parents' house, it doesn't work. Well, so, shit, all the more reason for you to sell it then. Well, so here's the thing. I was like, well, maybe I can just get a replacement disc or something like that. And then I was like, print. holy shit, how much does this thing fucking cost? Like, I'm probably just going to sell the case and slipcover at this point. But I, it's just insane to me. Like, I don't know. So I, I, keep, it, I keep tabs on that kind of shit because I'm a dork. When it comes to From Beyond, that's like, one, From Beyond and Dolls. I want to see those two films. Are like those. <laughs> those two are like the ones that are like the most sought after, and maybe the third one, Rise of Currently, Return of the Living Dead, is a big one that people are after. Which I'm so fucking pissed. I had that edition like until two years ago when I sold it. Uh, right now, from me on with a slip cover on eBay is going for mm, about seventy five, eighty five bucks. No, I think Dolls was more expensive with the because I had Dolls with the slipcover because I'm a huge fan of that movie. I knew that wasn't going to fucking sell well, so I bought that as soon as that bitch came out. I was, I, was I gotta come right over there and check out your collection, dude. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I don't. I don't rebuy like so. Like Return of the Living Dead, I don't have that one because I already have it on DVD. I don't rebuy a lot of stuff unless uh, I really, okay. really love the movie. So I don't have. See, a lot of I double dip editions. all the time. 
like RoboCop was one of the few rare ones where I bought the arrow just because it's fucking RoboCop. It's like one of my favorite movies. But for the most part, if I already have it on DVD or Blu-ray, I don't I don't double dip. So there's a lot of movies, you know, I don't rebuy. But like Dolls is one I never fucking had. You know, same yeah. with From Beyond. Like I never had that shit. So oh, I might yeah, sell dolls. it. And- you know, it's funny as shit. We're, we're, let's we're, let's get to it right now. Cause talking about movies that are that were announced this week. So this is the perfect segue, Corey. It's great. The another one that was really sought after up until about seventy two hours ago was TCM two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part two, because that went out of print. Uh, Scream Factory lost the rights, uh, reverted back to MGM about a year ago, maybe nine months ago or so. So of course it's out of print, and that's another one that's been going for like eighty, ninety, a hundred bucks. Well. Uh, of all the labels, of all the fucking indie boutique labels, Vinegar Syndrome announced that they got the rights to the 4K and they're putting it out in 4K later on this summer. That's surprising. So, I thought really Kino, rich. I thought Kino was going to get the rights to that film, but no, fucking Vinegar Syndrome did, and they're yeah, putting they it out. Out. So the next day, all them TCM copies on eBay went from like eighty bucks slashed in half to forty. Oh yeah, it. It's funny it when something crazy. Gets, it's funny when something gets re-released and the price is just slashed. Like it just blows my mind because like another one, um, I had someone uh, make me an offer a while back. I have the real Ghostbusters DVD set from Time Light, Time Warner, uh-huh. or whatever, and it's like the Firehouse one. Like it's like a cool, like it looks like the station and all that. Like apparently yeah. that one out yeah. of print like years ago and is worth like four to five hundred dollars if you have the Steelbook things, oh, which wow. I do. And someone, he was like looking at him. He's like, "How much do you want for that?" I'm like, "I don't sell this shit." Like, I hate, pe- I hate that whole market. I hate it because it, it changes and it's just bullshit. Like, and people get real fucking like niche and shit. People, some people are like, I can't even bother with them. I, I'll sit there with a box of popcorn and like check out like because I'm part of some of the groups on Facebook and shit. So like, do some of the people in there, especially when they get into it and they get the little the little tussles and shit and I love the people that instigate them because a lot of people like make fun of collectors for like slip covers they call them just cheap pieces of cardboard and some people will be like yeah I just got this in the mail about to throw out the cardboard about to throw out the uh, slip cover like throwing it away and shit and people are like no <laughs> it's funny well, my, shit. my sister but, uh, when she would buy shit used to throw out the whole case like when she would buy a movie, she would just keep the disc and put it in one of those binders. It killed me a little inside watching that, well, though. Sean f- was like for the longest time throughout the slipcover. He would always do that when his Blu-rays and shit. It drive me insane. But anyway, uh, just wrapping up the films that got uh, the the releases that got announced this week. Um, <clears throat> apologies for spending too much time on this category. Uh, Event Horizon 4K Paramount is uh, finally coming out August 9th that was rumored for a few months and finally they came out yesterday announced uh, it's finally coming out which it's funny because I just bought this fucking movie from Scream Factory back in Christmas around Christmas time I was gonna so, say it just got a release I remember seeing it yeah but that was remastered in 4k but it was compressed down to a blu-ray it's not a true 4k release so the same thing just happened with Escape from L.A. Because I had the I, I I never owned the Scream Factory release, but I bought the 4K. But in this case, 
I have the Scream Factory release of Event Horizon and the 4K is about to come out. And knowing me, I'm probably going to fucking buy the 4K to go right next to it. Because at least you have all the special features. Because these fucking 4K films that come out, that these, you know, they're, they're bare bones. The one thing about 4K is a lot of special features are not put on the discs because a lot of the space wants to be dedicated to the film itself and the quality and shit. So they don't really put that many special features on there. So at least I'll have the Scream Factory disc for the, uh, the, the features. So, uh, and then um, some other releases. Ronin, uh, Kino Lorber announced that they're putting out Ronin in 4K later on this year, which I'm looking forward to. I'm a big fan of that movie. Kino also released or announced that they're putting out Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mine in 4K on July 26th. That was now available for pre-order. And The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the Nick Cage film that just came out two weeks ago, comes out in just a month. June 21st comes out on Blu-ray and 4K. So finally, wrapping up physical media, uh, let's get to the last category, weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? And I'm going to have Justin go first because I have not heard that voice in a little bit. <laughs> um, so mine, I, I don't often recommend newer movies, movies that are in the theater. No, you don't. Um, but, no, but this weekend I saw The Northman. And yes. uh, very high recommendation on that. Yes. Um, yeah, Agers is on some whole nother shit, man. He's just he's <laughs> doing shit that nobody else is doing. Yes. Um, and I'm all here for it. Like, you, there's a connective tissue between all three of his movies so far, but they're all completely different from one they another. They really are. Um, really are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just he's he's a very interesting filmmaker. Um. He always gets. They always compare him and Ari Aster because they kind of came out around the yeah, same time. Yeah, I make that mistake far, all the time. Yeah, um, and it, I'm about to dip into it without really, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's kind of a dumb thing to compare him, but I'm I'm much more of an Agers fan. Um, I just and I like both of Aster's movies very much, but um, uh, for one thing, Agers just has one more, so he's got a leg up in that. But they're just they're just so. <laughs> unlike anything else that you'll ever see um yeah. that you know he's just one of the if not the he's definitely among the most interesting uh younger filmmakers out there right now so um yeah if you get a chance to get out and see the northman i think it's already coming to video on demand, it was announced so. today that universal has put it out on vod this friday or today yeah <laughs> Is it today? I thought it was later this week. Well, no, um, no. It's, yeah, the episode drops today. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no. This oh, episode I, drops on Thursday, so tomorrow it drops. It, if you're listening to this episode the day it drops, it comes out tomorrow on VOD. Yeah, Friday yeah, the thirteenth. Uh, know, whenever you get a chance, check it out because it's it's very good. Yeah, I I I I agree. I I've now seen it a couple times myself and. Yeah, I definitely, uh, the end result was something I wasn't expecting, and I'm all for it just like you are. Um, and that, that last me- that last shot, that last, yeah, the last shot's been lingering with me for the last handful of days now. It's a beautiful shot. It took me about 15 or 20 minutes to get into its rhythm, um, but once I did, I was fully on board. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, after a certain point, I realized that it, Plot wise, it's essentially just 
an early 80s sword and sandals exploitation movie. It's like Conan the Barbarian. Or Braveheart. Or, uh, it's like Braveheart. Bra- yeah, or like the Sword and the Sorcerer. But I wasn't mm-hmm. even, but I, I just thought it was like a more artsy fartsy version of those old crappy, speaking of Vestron, like, it, you know, a Vestron type VHS movie that I would watch in the yeah. 80s. So, I see what um, yeah, it, but you know, just beautifully done. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew. What you got? Andrew, Andrew. Oh, my bad. I was muted. Um, so I have two recommendations this week. Obviously, my usual Ooh. shot in the dark. I'm going to take my shot in the dark here. And my shot in the dark is Airborne. It's a 1993 <laughs> film, and it's directed by Rob Bowman. If you're asking who Rob Bowman is, well, he's the dude who directed... Let me see here. I'll pull up my list. It is he directed uh, such hits as Airborne, <laughs> The X Files, Rain of Fire, Electra, and that's literally it. Hey, the like, director of Electra. <laughs> the director, He's the director of, Airborne? of four films, and one of them is Airborne. So, uh, Airborne is about some California teenagers who really like rollerblading. They got an aunt and uncle from Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> and they play for a gritty hockey team. Um, <laughs> at some point, a double date is involved, and before you know it, the budget was $2.6 million, but they brought him $2.9 million at the box office. So we're calling that a fucking plus, baby. We made $0.3 million in the box office. And you know what? That's a lot better than Beethoven 3. <laughs> so... Look, man, it's got Seth Green. Yes, it does. And it's it's got What's it also guy? has Jack Black. Yes, it does. So go fucking see it. <laughs> That's great. What are you really recommending, though? Also, for the record, I actually do recommend Airborne. That movie's fucking sick. All right, what are you really recommending to us this week, Andrew? It's only one of four films, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm actually recommending American Gangster because. In my personal opinion, I think it's Ridley Scott's best film. And Ooh. I absolutely, yeah, I know. But you know what? It's a it's a magnificent performance of Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington. Um, it's, got, it's got Cuba Gooden Jr. all the way down to RZA. I mean, it's it's such a magnificent film. It, and it, it really trusts trust their actors to be, to like nail the roles perfectly and fit into, I guess, the characters that you're trying to be. And that's the thing that I noticed all the time. Every time I watch American gangster is just how real and gritty the film feels like. So that is definitely my, um, what attention I want to spread to. It's 157 minutes. So if you're not great at math, that's an hour and a half and it's a very earned, I'm sorry. Holy fuck me. Are you feeling that, that Andrew? <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> I remember Paul Mary being that short. So, Jesus. but it's, so definitely have some time carved out for it is what I'm getting at. Yeah. All right. Um, Corey, obviously. First, last. first, I just want to say I like Andrew's recommendations because it all comes with the runtime. Like, I yeah. always appreciate that. <laughs> Andrew will let you know how fucking long time is. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'm just saying that's it's a long film, dude. Two and a half hours is something you want to like be prepared for before you jump into it. Right? Hey, I I I appreciate it. I like respect. Uh, you know, I like to know the runtime. You know. Um. Anyway, speaking of time, my uh, recommendation this week. You know, with the whole De- Johnny Depp Amber Nick of Time. Nick of Time, yes! baby. I love this movie. 
just got a Blu-ray release, so I figured I'd uh, recommend it. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime right now, though. Anybody has Amazon Prime. Uh, but Nick of Time, it's one of those movies where it all takes place in real time, and I always mm-hmm. appreciate that type of film. Christopher Walken is the bad guy. Um, Christopher Johnny Walken's Depp. mustache. Yeah, Christopher Walken's mustache. Johnny Depp is just basically an unwitting uh, participant in an assassination um, plot to get rid of, uh, I forget if it's like a governor or whoever it is. It's a, it's a woman, like she's like a congresswoman or something like that. He's up for election. Yeah. I think, because it's in like a mall or something. It's in, yeah, it's in like a mall convention center type place. And uh, Charles S. Dutton is a shine who kind of becomes, you know, like his unwitting yeah, um, accomplice to help him out. Roma Mafia's in it randomly. Um, but yeah, it was just a good, like fun movie. And it's just one of Depp's like lesser known movies where he's actually just playing like a normal person, which is, you know, odd to see. Um, but you know, everybody's good in it. Depp's good in it. Uh, walking's fucking walking, you know, it's weird. Uh, but I just always appreciated that. Like the fact that it's, you know, 95 minutes or whatever, uh, it is. And that's what it takes place over. Um, so it, it's a good tense movie. I, I've always enjoyed that one. I think it's underrated. It's a simple movie. I felt that way since I first saw it when it came out on video back in the mid nineties. It's just yeah. a, the kind of movie that I, I, I don't know. This is, I don't know if this is, a, I'm not trying to insult anyone or anything here when I say this, but like, it's a movie that I've always felt Johnny Depp was too good for. And, it was just something simple and it's, and I think it's cool as shit that he did a film like this. And, um, I don't know. And it happened. And it's just, just this little tiny project that, like you said, just, I've always liked this movie. Um, I've always thought it was like kind of just, just a fun little hour and a half little ride that him and walking take you on. So, and yes, Charles S. Dutton is the, uh, the shoe shine guy. So yeah, nick of time. I I uh, back that up one hundred percent. So I'm a big fan. Of, um, I, I'm a big fan of Captain Jack Sparrow, but I agree with Corey that it, it's I that the fact that he plays a, a normal guy in this <clears throat> is interesting. I always find Johnny Depp more interesting when he just did play a normal guy. Like what What's Eating Gilbert Grape is one of my all time favorite movies. It's a good movie. And yeah. I just. Yeah, I think he's fantastic in it, and it, it that was around the same time that he made this, and he was he kind of got started in his career playing like post uh, Twenty One Jump Street, his film career, I should say, playing like freaks and weirdos, and that kind of became his thing. Right. Um, so it was always nice to see him do a movie or two where he just toned all that back and just played a relatively normal guy. It was it was an interesting contrast to that. All right. Um. And for me, finally, if uh, you guys have HBO Max, you need to check out a brand new documentary that I just watched the other day. It's Tony Hawk, Till the Wheels Fall Off. I fucking love documentaries. And when I found out that Tony Hawk had one coming out, I just couldn't wait. I think this is the same one that premiered a couple months ago at South by Southwest. That's when I first caught my I caught wind of it. And uh, to my surprise, and I was scrolling through... Uh, yesterday and see what was on there sure enough here it is it, it, it was uploaded and I was like oh shit just premiered last week um, it's, it's 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 so awesome I grew up a skater so that was my thing as a teen 
and uh, Tony Hawk was one of my idols, and it's just kind of like a cool just journey as to, for him growing up. You see, like a look at it. his parents, his relationship with them. I found some. I learned a couple things from it. I had no idea that Tony Hawk's parents were like in their mid forties when they had him. So, and all of his siblings are like at least a decade older than he was. So he always kind of like had had a rough as a as a kid. So just, I don't know, just, just a bunch of stuff that I didn't really know about the the guy, a guy whose you know culture and career I've celebrated pretty much most of my life. So, but yeah, I, I just it's a perfect you know documentary for two hours and everything and it's just i can't recommend it enough especially if you like skateboarding tony hawk all that stuff you know check it out cannot recommend it enough yeah i feel like anybody our age like mine and ed's age in their mid-30s um or maybe a little bit older is gonna appreciate that just because i mean he was so huge you know back in like the mid late 90s you know, yeah between all and the x games the x and the games, games and the games exactly he tell he, he tells a story in this movie about the or the documentary about you know the, the the first time he really got like a check from activision for it was, he was talking about after the fourth game came out and uh I, I i'm not gonna talk about to tell the story here but it's just a story that kind of like made my jaw drop once i found out like what happened after the fourth tony hawk pro skater game came out because they were all doing so well. Because if you if you can recall, they were coming out once a year, like every fall season, a new Tony Hawk game was coming out. So naturally, yeah, they were huge. They were just rapid fire putting them out, and were people were still the thing was people were still playing the other games. Like the people, the fourth game's coming out next Tuesday, but everyone's still having such a blast playing parts one and two. They're still one. Those they haven't even gotten to part three yet. You know, shit like there were people that were like that. That's how quick these games were turning out. So, and there's a story on there that I was just like, damn, that involves that. So it did it. Like I said, HBO max, it's called Tony Hawk till the wheels fall off. And, and you don't have to be like, like that goes back. Tony Hawk goes back to when I was like, 12 or yeah. 13 like i grew up watching those bone those um old bones brigades videos i used to fucking love those things so you know i was tony hawk's about maybe three two three years older than me so it was you know it was cool seeing guys that were turns 54 next older. week oh well, and he's much older not much older but he's about five years older than me i thought we were closer in age than that um but yeah yeah no that that shit goes back a long way um People have been watching that for a long time, so yeah, that that definitely probably has uh, would have a, a pretty pretty big audience of um, you know people at least my age and younger. Yeah, and another reason why I'm really recommended this week is because something that I personally appreciated being a fan of you know to, to me looking back at Tony Hawk and his you know history and everything and everything that he's brought to skateboarding. If you're gonna have a two-hour documentary on the man, his life, his career, and and everything, you better have some time allotted for the fucking 900, and that's what this documentary does. They talk <laughs> about the 900 in detail. They even have Tony Hawk like with new footage, like him and his gray hair and shit, and his weak ass 
you know, old skin because he's just old, man. We're all getting old. That's how it is naturally. <laughs> he's just up there killing it on this big ass half pipe, trying to land the nine hundred. And it's just him going up and doing it, trying it over and over and over. And it's just like, and he talks about the origins of it and everything. And he's got his buddies there, Steve Cabrello. And, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised Dickie Lassick wasn't on, or Bucky Lassick wasn't on there. Uh, Bucky, yeah, they were. They were yeah. I, I, went to, I went to high school with Bucky's wife. I knew Bucky a little bit. I didn't know him very well. Yeah, of course, Dundalk. So, and, you know, that whole crew... Uh, Rodney Mullen, they're all there and shit. So, because they all grew up together and skateboarded and c- competition. Uh, and yeah, so it's uh, everything from the origin of Birdhouse, the company, to the 900, to retirement and everything in between. It's just a great documentary that I cannot recommend enough. Uh, so, yeah. Um, guess uh, that's going to be a wrap on this week's show if you uh if you all want to hear some more from us then be sure to check out our armageddon episode from this week if you haven't already Hmm? and in case you didn't know for whatever reason it's bayhem month here on the film effect and next up is pain and gain with myself and justin justin you are up yep pain and gain is next looking forward to that um and yeah for more Film Effect episodes, check out our ever-growing collection of previous episodes as we reach episode 100 in just a, sh- a few short weeks. Of course, we'll be celebrating and talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And then the following week, I uh, figured we'd follow that up with episode 101 being when the sequel, Dr. Sleep. So I'm looking forward to that. There's two episodes, actually. And I'm really looking forward to 100 because, like, outside of recording like we haven't actually like gotten together and talked about you know i want 100 to be special you know if i gotta act like a fucking diva or if i sound like a diva so be it i want episode 100 to be a milestone a big episode for us so we'll i'm sure we'll have some shit you know thought up beforehand and uh yeah don't forget to follow us over at facebook and instagram and twitter and tiktok and emails and all that good stuff Links are in the episode notes, as always. And don't forget to help us gain more listeners by leaving a quick rating and review on Spotify, Apple, or directly on our website. Uh, yeah. Corey. Sean. Oh, shit. Sean's not here. Corey. <laughs> Andrew. Justin. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Anything at all, gentlemen? Nope. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, and- bye, everybody. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so, so see you later. All right, go well. watch the second half of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, hot take, I'm not impressed with the first half, so I'm hoping the second half is fucking better. <laughs> all right, well, until next week, I'm going to miss all of you. Take care now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye, everybody. This concludes our broadcast day.